Hello again and welcome. In this podcast, we discuss Out of the Bottle, the memoir of Londoner Graham Webb, an entrepreneur who overcame the challenges of spina bifida to become a hair industry icon. Join in our chat with Brad and listen as he reads from the book. This is episode 11. Once again, Graham, it's great to be back for another chat. As we approach the end of the Out of the Bottle podcast, one chapter of your remarkable story remains undiscussed. How would you characterize your transition from a salon chain owner and traveling hair showman to an international industry figurehead? Well, I didn't know it at the time, but I developed what is now called a lifestyle business. Most of my time I was focusing in on myself, trying to make myself less, less miserable because of all the spina bifida worries I had. And I spotted that Sassoons were doing hair shows in this great country called America that I'd never been to. And I set about trying to go to America with my hairdressing team to do sort of hair shows out there. And... Um, I realised that I needed to get attention by having photographs in the top magazines out there. And eventually I got some interest from people over there. And the magazine that carried my photographs actually recommended my team to a distributor that was putting a big hair show on in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I did the hair show and because I'm a salesperson... I accidentally found myself sharing with the audience how they could use these British haircuts to earn more money in their salons. And that, frankly, is what the salon owner and the distributor of hair care products was more interested in than whether there was a new way to cut a bang. And suddenly we were booked all over America doing these shows And it eventually led to Japan and Australia and us going around the world doing these similar demonstrations. After many years of uh, these shows, we realised that lots of American people were looking for how to do this British training. And eventually I opened a 6,000 square feet academy in Arlington, Virginia on the eastern seaboard where we combined the best of American marketing and PR with the European and British training that we were offering. And it was very tough to get that going. One has often heard about the many people from outside America that go to what they see as the promised land and screw up or don't make it. And in, uh, in my industry, you wait two years before your training academy can apply for government accreditation. And with an academy that Vogue magazine had already said was the place to get the best hair colour in Washington, even though it was a training school, we knew we'd get accredited, but we didn't. We were turned down for accreditation, which came as a financial potential catastrophe. And to this day, I don't know why we were turned down, but it was interesting that some of the people that accredit you uh, may well have been my competition, but of course I don't know that was the case. And it meant we were starting to pay the rent of the American building 
from my UK salons, which made the bank suspicious and put me under a great deal of strain. And my two British partners were then moving into the area of criticizing me for doing this crazy adventure in America when we could have stayed quietly at home, opening a few more salons like a pebble in the pond, spreading out from our existing location. And just when the whole thing looked like it would go under, I noticed a quote at Washington Airport that said, success comes to those who hang on long after others might have let go. And I came back to England to face my partners and said, guys, we simply have to give it another couple of weeks. And it was in that couple of weeks that I received a call from somebody saying that he represented Robert Taylor, the man who had invented soap in a pump, soft soap, and had invented toothpaste in a dispenser, check-up toothpaste, and had bought Calvin Klein fragrances out of chapter 13. Robert Taylor bought Calvin Klein fragrances for half a million dollars uh, and got half a million dollars of inventory in return. And cashing in on the then provocative advertising that Brooke Shields was doing for Calvin Klein jeans, which said... Nothing comes between me and my Calvins. Taylor decided to relaunch this existing fragrance under the name of Climax. Well, for whatever reason, his wife wasn't very keen on that. And she came up with the name Obsession. And of course, Obsession became the world's biggest selling fragrance. And then he noticed that men were wearing that smelly stuff. And he thought he'd do one for men. And everybody said, oh, Bob, men won't wear that smelly stuff. But they already were. So he did Obsession for Men. And then he was sitting in a top beauty salon in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Note the connection. That was where I did my first hair show. And he noticed that the upscale women in that salon were the same women that bought Calvin Klein in the upscale department stores that he was used to trading with, Nordstrom's, Saks Fifth Avenue. And so he decided to purchase a bottle of shampoo from the upscale salon. Now, in those days, you were lucky enough to, if there were two or three bottles on the shelf, often covered in dust. And when you bought them, there was no gift with purchase or shopping bag or tissue. So when he bought this bottle of shampoo he suddenly saw an opening. If he could do a Calvin Klein type of upscale brand, you know, much more beautiful than he had observed in that and other salons, he thought there would be a, a big opportunity. But he realised that nobody was going to buy Bob Taylor shampoo and he had his people investigate who would be ambassadorial and a good salesperson, and who would be statesmanlike enough to represent this very upscale brand uh, in what at the time was a $50 billion industry in pure hairdressing services. And I was one of those that he 
had arranged to see. And after 10 minutes of sitting in his office with the ski ramp outside of the window and out of the window, what I could see was the Radisson South Hotel, the hotel that I did my first hair show in on my first ever visit to America. I mean, it was the most extraordinary feeling. And after 10 minutes, he said, uh, Graham, you've flown all this way from England. Uh, would you like a coffee? And I said, yes, please. And that was the trigger, apparently, for the double doors to be pushed open and a cart with silk-screened Graham Webb products on. And being the sort of genius man he is, he'd obviously got silk-screened products for the other candidates that he was going to see. And... Although he had his team sitting around this huge table when he was sort of interviewing me, effectively, after a few minutes, he thumped the table and he said, Guys, we have our man. And I could see the look on their faces because obviously they'd got other people to see. But, you know, when, you're, when you have the wealth of Robert Taylor and the confidence and success of him, you know, you're not going to have a committee meeting to decide who to use. And suddenly, um, I could see that the debt and the challenge that I was facing with my dream in America may be saved. And after several months of developing the brand with him and he instructing me to trademark my name in uh, all the countries of the world, I realised I didn't have enough money to trademark my name in one country, let alone in all the countries. And in putting together the complicated deal of him having my trademark and my name, I realised I didn't have the money to even s spend on an attorney to put such a complicated contract together. And I made one of the most difficult phone calls I've ever made from a public payphone in Edinburgh, Scotland, when I had to f say to Bob Taylor, uh, Bob, we've come a long way in developing the brand and putting the partnership together, and I know we're due to actually launch at a big trade show in a couple of months' time. But you having complimented me in my reputation, in what I've achieved so far. But, Bob, I just don't have the cash to do my end of the deal. And, frankly, knowing the sort of man he was, he was more American than an American. You know, he was six feet three tall. He spoke with a very loud voice. And he could well have uh, given me a two-word reaction. But... He sat back, I metaphorically sat back and he said, OK, I'll pay all of the costs and we'll just take it out of your future royalty. And that was the birth of Graham Webb International, which now is the number three professional hair care company in North America. information about purchasing out of the bottle visit gramweb.co.uk
Profits from the sale of Out of the Bottle go to benefit a variety of charities, including those seeking to find a cure for spina bifida.